Hello everyone, Chip Paul here for Chip Talks Podcast. Today, we're gonna have some fun. So we're gonna talk about natural ways that you can control your weight. So things that you can do on your own, don't cost you any money, um, you don't have to go uh, shoot up Ozempic or any of those new uh, type drugs. You don't have to buy anything from us or anybody else. We're just going to talk about how you can control and lose weight on your own with simple behaviors. We're going to talk through some things first, though. I got to give you some education and, and prep you up a little bit on, on what we're going to talk about. So uh, we're going to talk about the endocannabinoid system and its role in feeding and craving. And we're gonna talk about uh, some strategies that, that we can do to basically uh, lose weight, right? So how we can overcome, let's say, some of these things that happen inside of us. So first of all, remember when you were a kid, or, you know, I was taught this when I was a kid, they, they'd always say, well, uh, you know, you can't, you can't put too much food around a horse because a horse will continue to eat it doesn't have a, a full switch. Well, guess what? <laughs> you're not exactly like a horse, but you're kind of like a horse in that we really don't have a full switch. Um, so it's very easy for us to, let's say, overeat or over-energize our bodies. Um, eating and food and our relationship with food is a chaotic and confused mess of junk. I'll just tell you, when you start researching and we start really looking for truth here and looking for you know real answers, it's difficult um, because we have such a weird, intimate relationship with food. And for whatever reason, it looks like you know that benefits somebody that 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 writes science and funds science research. <laughs> Um, and wants that to continue. So um, you have to fight through all that chaos really and confusion in, in order to get to the truth about, let's say, us and food. Um, so first of all, you know, it's a big discussion, right? So what should you eat? How much should you eat? When should you eat? So we're going to try to break this down a little bit into some, let's say a system that, that might work. Okay. So first of all, we need to, we need to lose weight. So we're all worried about losing weight. And again, weight is something that has not really been within our control. So the only way that I've known throughout my life to lose weight is to either exercise more or to eat less. Um, those don't always work. Okay, so those don't always work. And I'll give you some examples of that as we talk this through, but those don't always work. So eating less or eating less calories does not always work for um, losing weight. And I'll give you some examples of that here in a second. So, you know, we were taught that calorie restriction, you know, exercise more. So either up, you know, the amount of calories that you're burning or, you know, down the amount of calories you're consuming. Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Um, again, it, we get a lot of, uh, we have a lot more interaction, let's say with nutrients and with energy um, that doesn't go in our mouth than we think. Let's just put it that way. So let's leave it at that. So there's a lot of unexplained stuff, our interaction with the sun, how much energy we get there, how many calories we get there every day, how many, how many nutrients we get from absorbing ions that are in the air all the time. So that's still new right so so it, we're not really we we'll just put that off to the side but you know if you look at yourself as a system 
you have to consider things like that because again, you're systemically having inputs and those have effects and, and those might matter, they might not. You're constantly absorbing water. So it, that, you know, again, has a bearing on your weight and how much you weigh. But let's talk this through just as far as, let's say what we know about, you know, eating and food consumption and things like that. So are there things that we can do along those lines to, to lose weight? And it turns out, yes. So real quick, let me, let me walk you through kind of how your body works. And this is really important because actually this is super important. It, you are just a collection of cells. You're just an intelligent collection of cells. Okay. And how those cells know what they are. So, you know, some cells seem to form together to form a stomach and other cells seem to form together to form blood vessels and some cells form together to form a lung. And so how these cells intelligently understand how to form up and build an organ and then in that system understand how to talk to each other so again a lung needs to talk to a surface cell or the liver cell or you know other cells at times so how does all that work that gets majorly complex but it can be simplified greatly when we just take it down to a cell so what does a cell need so a cell needs things for energy right a cell needs gasoline a cell needs you know stuff to be able to run and so it turns out a cell really needs, or a cell can run on three different fuel substrates. The fuel for cells is always ATP. The generation of ATP, the building of ATP, is what creates energy. And that's what creates energy in us, but it creates energy in us because of the energy that it's creating in a cell. So you don't have one engine, you've got a bajillion little ones in every mitochondria of every cell. So that's what we're talking about. So anyway, this energy has to be created and it, and it has to be created from different fuel substrates. And so inside of you, you can create energy from glucose, which is sugary stuff, carbohydrates, you can create energy from fats, which is really how you're designed to run and you're way more efficient running on fats, or you can create energy from light. And light isn't real well defined yet, but you can think of light as really, we know plants produce energy from light through photosynthesis and that's super efficient. Fat is sort of the, the mid efficiency and then glucose is super low efficiency, right? So it's kind of a a one to two exercise, which is uh, pretty low efficiency. So within a cell, that's the way that we generate energy. So again, we need to, we can walk that all the way back up, you know, the nutrient ladder to what you're putting in your mouth or what you and I are putting in our mouths. But again, the most important thing, there's three important things we need to put in our mouths, okay? So fats, and, and those are arguably the most important thing. That's how our body wants to run. We run on dietary fats, and so dietary fats are super important. The second most important thing is protein. Again, cells want to do work, and so they need amino acids to be able to do work, and the work that they want to do is build protein. So you kind of have to have amino acids in to get amino acids out, which most people call proteins. So those are super important. Um, and then lastly, carbohydrates. And carbohydrates are really used for um, vitamins, for fiber, and some for the glucose. But it, you can run you know, without the glucose, so you don't have to have necessarily carbohydrates. So that's kind of the things that we put in our mouth. There's different gradations of those you know, all over the place. If you walk through a grocery store, you're not going to see the 
the protein section, the fat section, the carbohydrate section. It's just not the way that we think about things, but those are the primary food groups, let's say, that we need to consume. Okay, so again, now we're talking about our mitochondria and our mitochondria will run in different ways on those different food groups. So again, protein and sugars will kind of keep us in glucose mode. Um, fats will make us more efficient and we're up to 50 times more efficient when we're burning fat, okay? So can I make you burn fat? Yes, it's very easy. Just I don't feed you for five hours. And after five hours, you'll start burning fat. And in fact, most of your body, your macro pop processes will start burning fat and will continue to burn fat until I feed you, okay? So it's just that easy. If you wanna lose weight, well, don't eat for five hours and continue to not eat for a period of time after that and you will burn fat. The longer you go, the more fat you'll burn. So this is called fasting. Um, it's called a fasted state. But again, it only takes five hours past your last meal to enter this state. So what we're gonna talk about really is intermittent fasting and intermittent fasting as a way to control our weight. Um, and we'll talk about a bear here in a second because a bear is a good example of a way to control weight. But in intermittent fasting, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're understanding this five hour window of processing that we have and you wanna kind of drive your meal consumption into a really, really tight window. And then you'll have five hours past that window of, of process, but that'll be it, right? So if I can eat in a four hour window and I've got five hours of process past that, that gives me 15 hours of fat burning magnificence. And that's what we want if we're gonna wanna lose weight. So we're gonna wanna optimize the amount of time that we spend in this mode called fasted. Now you'll notice this has nothing to do with how many calories you eat. Nothing at all with how many calories you eat. This fasted and fed switch is simply about the timing past your last meal, okay? And that's the most important thing that I have to tell you because most of us, when we think about, oh, Chip, you're gonna tell me about intermittent fasting and some diet I'm gonna have to go on and that means I'm gonna have to give up my ice cream or my steak or my chicken or my whatever, right? And we get this sense of you know panic because we might have to give up something and we quit listening, okay? So that's not what I'm saying to you at all. You can eat as much as you want on this uh, diet, if you want to call it a diet, this behavior plan. I don't really care. Eat as many calories as you want. It's going to be better for you if you kind of eat the things that I'm talking about. So dietary fats first, amino acids second, and carbohydrates third. So it's going to be better, more advantageous for your body and less work but you're still gonna lose weight if you just do what I say. Do what I say. No, if you just really follow these principles and these practices, you're go you will lose weight on this plan. And all you've gotta do is just maximize the time past that last meal. So like, and I'll give you a for instance, cause this is what my wife and I, Cindy and I do, and this works very, very well for us. So we won't eat during the day. So we, we get up in the morning, we'll drink our tea, but we don't drink any, we don't put any creamer in it. We don't put any sweetener in it. You can use stevia. So stevia is okay. Stevia won't break a fast because I put stevia in my tea um, and I put stevia in my water that I drink all the time. But anyway, you can, you can put, you know, some, something like stevia in there, but you need to be very careful. But what we do is we, again, we'll have that in the morning, we drink water all throughout the day, 
And we don't eat until probably four or five o'clock in the evening. And we'll eat a big meal, a big meal at four or five o'clock. And then we'll kind of snack till, you know, around eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night till we get ready to go to bed. So that's eating in a four to five hour window. And that's super advantageous because I've got, let's say we eat in a five hour window, we've got five hours of processing, so 10 hours. So we got 14 hours, 14 hours of burning fat, of being in, a, in an advanced, let's say state where our immune system is stronger, um, where we're just running, we're 50 times more efficient, you know, when we're in this state. So I try to be in this state, I'm in this state right now. So I'm in a fasted state right now. I feel, you know, energetic, I feel creative, we got lots of energy and it's been, it's right now while I'm uh, doing this video, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. So it's been, oh, you know, 18 hours uh, since I've last eaten. I don't feel it at all. I don't feel any need to eat. Don't feel crazy about eating, none of that. Now it's taken a little while to get there. But what we recommend for people to start off with is to start in an eight hour fasting window, okay? And the window you can think of as first time you eat, whoop, you're opening the window. And the last time you eat during the day, you're closing that window. Most of us can skip breakfast. We can eat a lunch. So we open the window at noon. So again, eat as much as you want, not about quantity. Do be concerned about sugar and things like that, but don't you know deny yourself anything. So eat a lunch, whatever you want for lunch, and then eat dinner and then stop eating. So it's that easy, right? So that's eating in an eight hour window. An eight hour window will cause you to lose weight, but it will be slow and it will help your health, but it will be slower. The more that you can narrow down that window, the faster results you will get, which is wonderful. Um, so let's talk a little bit about hunger because I think hunger is an interesting thing. So first of all, you can go 40 days without eating, okay? 40 days. So why do we get hungry every day? Why don't we get hungry every three or four hours? Well, we mistake, let's say, a lot of gaseous processes inside of ourselves for hunger. Um, so, you know, we definitely have movement in our tummies, in our digestive systems that happen. You'll have movement at about 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning every day. And this is due to the sun, not due to anything that you've eaten. It's due to circadian rhythms. So that's going to happen no matter what. And you're going to, you know, might mistake that, let's say, for a hunger pain. It's not. It's, it's You've gone, you know, 39.5 days from your last meal. So again, you can go 39.5 more days or you've gone 0.5 days. You can go 39.5 days more without eating. So it ain't that. Um, we're really interesting when you look at us as a vehicle and kind of how hunger happens. And so hunger happens uh, in a very similar way that let's say if you're addicted to alcohol or addicted to heroin or you know addicted to anything happen. It's the same mechanisms that happen. And it's called feeding and craving behavior if you want to study it. But it's a powerful thing. Again, it's the same thing that causes a heroin addict to you know, stick to his heroin. It's the same thing that causes a cigarette smoker to continue to smoke cigarettes, even though they know that it's horrible for them. So our food, I hesitate to say addiction, but it kind of is that. So our relationship with food is very addictive and, and has all the hallmarks of addictive behavior. Okay, so that's important. I know a lot of you don't, don't want to hear that, but that is just fact and truth. Now, what happens, and this is really cool, 
is when we get hungry, as cells sort of, let's say, have cellular need, they scream. So they'll say, well, I need stuff. I need, you know, I'm, I'm low on ATP. I have too much ADP, so I need to be able to produce energy. And I need some fat or some sugar uh, to be able to do that. So that's the way cells talk. They'll uh, communicate that. Again, that information will go to hypothalamus hippocampus and vagal afferent nerve. And you'll make some decisions about whether you need to begin to, let's say, cue yourself for nutrients. As you do, you will begin to pop up little CB1 neuroreceptors everywhere in your digestive and tummy area. And these are the guys that really control our satisfaction and our craving, which is really cool. Um, and it makes sense because the endocannabinoid system is our master regulatory system. So it has to regulate energy status and it has to regulate our feeding behavior as our master regulatory system. And this is the way that it does it, which is pretty darn cool. It also makes it a interesting pharmacological target um, if you're going at weight loss. And the first <coughs> really pharma exercise into the endocannabinoid system was a drug called renombent. And it blocked these guys. It tried to stamp down the, the popping up of the CB1 uh, receptors in the stomach, um, which worked. It worked for, you know, let's say hunger control. Um, the bad thing was that everyone got suicidal and, um, you know, there's a lot of reports of mental health issues. So blocking CB1 or stomping those guys out really is probably not such a good idea. And we learned that in the renombent trials. However, it did indicate that the endocannabinoid system is deeply and intimately involved in our feeding and craving behavior. All right, so last thing I wanna tell you, I'll tell you the story of a bear. Um, you've likely, if you've been around me, you've heard the story of a bear, but I'll tell it again for those of you who are new and don't know the story of a bear. So the, a bear, and you can tell this, by the way, these same principles, this energy, energy up, shields up, work for our immune system. Um, so everything that I'm telling you uh, for weight loss should also be applied to strengthening your immune system. If you're sick, if you have cancer, if you have stuff like that going on, Again, intermittent fasting is good for the very, very reasons that I'm talking about, both good for weight loss and also good for your health, okay? So let me tell you a story about a bear, the story about a bear. So first of all, you don't have to go into a cave for three months and, and, and not eat anything and, and sleep and starve yourself. So that's not the bear story I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you about what a bear does the other nine months of the year because a bears, bears completely control their weight, all right? And they do it with intermittent fasting principles, which is pretty cool. So when a bear comes out of its cave, it's super hungry in the spring, right? So they're really hungry. They haven't eaten in three months. They're, all they wanna do is eat. A bear will eat or forage in a four hour window four hour window. That's not very long, right? So that's not a very long amount of time. You'd think a hungry bear would eat all day, every day. Nope, they only eat for four hours, four hours only. And this is intermittent fasting. They're basically eating in a four hour window, which I would encourage everyone to do. And when you do this, you promote leanness and you promote very strong health. So you promote muscles, leanness, lean muscle mass, and again, bears will eat a little bit more protein than carbohydrates during this time, and that also helps. But the main thing is they're eating frequency. That is what's helping the most. So again, we wanna be like a spring and a summer bear. 
And by the end of the spring and the summer, there are no fat bears, none. There are no fat bears at the end of the summer because they're eating in a four hour window. When bears decide to put on weight for the winter, and every bear does, they will simply change this eating window. So they will go from a four hour eating window to a 20 hour, 14 to 20 hour foraging window. So 14 to 20 hours a bear will eat in. If you eat in a 14 to a 20 hour window, it will promote weight gain. The other thing that bears do is they eat a little bit more carbohydrates and protein, and this also helps them. But they put on weight like crazy. Now, all they do is just change their eating frequency from a four hour window to a 14 hour window or greater. Most of us, if you eat breakfast, oh, by the way, if a fall bear stayed a fall bear, so like if a fall bear didn't hibernate, if they didn't go and, you know, sort of burn off the weight in the winter, they would begin to get metabolic syndrome. They would have the same issues of obesity. They would get diabetes. They would get all of the things that we get when we are overweight. So again, a bear is susceptible to the same stuff. They just, they, this is part of their normal behavior. And again, if, if we were going to behave this way, we'd have to be a lot more cognizant of the fats that we eat and balance the fats because in order to gain and lose that much weight, you have to have your fat modeled perfectly and a bear does. So there's even more we can learn about from a bear with fats, but we'll talk about that in another chip talk. So right now, we want to be like a summer bear. We want to eat in a four hour window. We don't want to be like a fall bear that eats in a 14 hour window. If you eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack before bed, you're a fall bear and you're gonna look like a fall bear. If you eat in a four hour window, you're gonna be like a spring and summer bear and you're gonna look like a spring and summer bear. So that's all it for today. Again, hope you've enjoyed this chip talks and uh, let's all be like spring, spring and summer bears, shall we? We'll see you guys later, bye-bye.